Good evening, horror lovers. This is Justin McNamara, and I'd like to welcome you to my fifth episode of the To Watch Pile After Dark, where I'll be looking at my 47th favourite horror film of all time. They say that New York pizzas are the best in the world, and what better way to celebrate the Italian influence in New York than with this film? strange voice. Said he'd call you back. He sounded just like a duck. Just like a duck. If the guy who attacked her is our friend who calls and talks like a duck, well, he's made his first big mistake. Yeah. Anyway, we've got all five boroughs alerted, and we'll also inform all the radio stations. Shouldn't be too hard to find a guy missing two fingers in his right hand. Poor dumb cop. <laughs> you don't think I'm the data and we'll wait till the next victim. So you think he'll do it again? Oh, yes. The New York Ripper, known in Italian, and you'll have to excuse my horrible attempt at the language, as Lo Squattatore di New York tells of grizzled New York police officer Lieutenant Fred Williams, Jack Headley, who is in the midst of investigating two murders, one involving the hand of a prostitute found in a park and the other of a murder of a cyclist on a ferry. These murders have two things in common. The victims were beautiful women, and the witnesses claim that the murderer sounded like a duck. Williams talks to the pathologist Barry Jones, Giordano Falzoni, and discovers that there was a murder in similar circumstances in the previous month, which leads him to one conclusion. There is a serial killer in New York. At a press conference, he announces his idea, but is warned by the police commissioner, Lucio Fulci, that to avoid a citywide panic, he should avoid further press announcements. He is told that whilst he was at a press conference, a man with a voice like a duck had called him. The man with a voice like a duck continues his campaign of murder, 
but also terrorizes Williams with a series of phone calls and even murders his frequently visited prostitute Kitty, Daniela Doria. Meanwhile, we the viewers are subjected to several red herrings and examples of how sleazy 80 New York was. The New York Ripper was directed by Italian horror legend Lucio Fulci, who after several zombie films decided to take on a human killer in a tribute to Alfred Hitchcock. Whilst it's probably not very Hitchcocky, it does make attempt at a New York-styled, hard-boiled detective story, even emulating the sexism of those pulp stories, though this story might seem excessively anti-women. In actual fact, Dardano Sarchetti, co-writer of this film, claimed that all the violence towards women in the tale came from Fulci himself. Antonella Fulci, Lucio's daughter, has claimed this to be untrue, citing that the killer in the film doesn't hate women, he hates beauty, and his madness has led him to murder only those that are beautiful. As I researched this film using everything from Wikipedia to my many horror film-related books, I discovered that a film is so this film is so repeatedly described as nasty, misogynistic, and excessively violent towards women, and but it still wasn't one of Britain's so-called video nasties. Upon further investigation, legend says it was rejected by the BBFC and director James Furman demanded it to be immediately exported back to the rights holder in Italy so neither the distributor nor the BBFC themselves could be charged with having banned material. Honestly, I reckon that sounds like one of those stories to make the film sound bad and that it's used to expand its notoriety so it becomes the sweetest of forbidden fruit. Now, as a teen, I worked in a video shop on Sunday afternoons and Fulci's heavily edited films were always on the cards as a watch. Honestly, I don't think I watched myself other than Fulci zombie films and Dawn of the Dead. And because of this, I became a Fulci file. But I didn't get to see this film until I managed to get my hand on an Australian release DVD copy from Stomp in about 2005. And I loved the sleazy griminess of it immediately. I then bought the Shameless Screen Entertainment DVD and was pretty upset to find it was cut. And then I bought it again when they re-released it in a less cut ver version. And then a third time on Blu-ray. I appreciate it's not for everyone, and the first time I watched it, I was stunned by how raw, raw, raw it is. It's like a giallo, which is probably my favourite type of film, but rubbed in the dirt. The story is well below average, and the concept of a killer who sounds like a duck? Well, I'm sorry, but ducks don't speak. And I guess it was too difficult to get permission to have the character say, Talks like Donald Duck. The litigation fingers of the House of Mouse are long. Apparently, Fulci once told his daughter the reason he chose Donald Duck over Mickey Mouse was because Mickey Mouse was too law-abiding for the character. So why is this film in my top 50? Well, it's a combination of a love for Fulci. Even his worst films are better than a lot of so-called A-movies. Well, they're certainly far more interesting. Also, a love of Giallo, no matter how bad, and a love of American slashes, which I feel this lends itself a lot to. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the To Watch Pile After Dark. Please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and also check out my movie review blog at www.towatchpile.com and have a listen to my other podcast, The Nerds of Oz. Until next episode.